At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line here on a Monday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in New Jersey. Say good afternoon, Michael. How are we feeling? I'm feeling great, Patrick. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy We're Monday. Uh, getting closer to the tournament. We, we absolutely are. And today in Las Vegas, just down the road, we've got the WCC semis. Or is it the quarters? All I know is Gonzaga's playing today, of course. Santa Clara and St. Mary's playing today. So that's some good action. And two more teams today, Michael, going to punch their ticket. That includes, let's see, the Southern Conference, Furman or Chattanooga. Sunbelt Conference, Louisiana or Georgia State. Yesterday, you had Illinois of Chicago back in it. Now think about this team. This is fascinating. Porter Moser's gone and Valentine's in, but this is a team last year that made a run and made a run in 18 to the final four. That's a fascinating team right there, Illinois of Chicago. No, no doubt. I mean, Loyola Chicago, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. Loyola Chicago. Yeah, Loyola. Yeah, you got to get those, Patrick, you got to get those Jesuits right now. It's so important. I mean, you got to get them right. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a tribute to uh, kind of the way they're able to recruit players. They can keep players for three, four years. Nobody just jumps. You know, uh, the problem was, you know, you, you're at a program, a guy leaves you. I think these, the St. Bonaventures, the Loyolas, these schools that have the ability to maybe keep their Murray State, keep guys for a while. Houston's done it with their, their class, although they didn't look good against Memphis yesterday. But I think it, it lends itself to setting yourself up to have a good tournament because you need upperclassmen to compete unless you're going to be in that elite level like the Kentuckys or the Arizonas. Yeah, absolutely. And they beat Drake yesterday 64-58. A sweet 16 run for Loyola last year, final four run in 2018. That's pretty impressive. It's a good conference, but that's an impressive run. And then you had Longwood beating Winthrop. So their first appearance for Longwood in the, in the tournament. It's a great story with Longwood and their head coach, Michael. He's a guy that was out of the coaching profession for about 18 years. He was in Texas making a ton of money in the oil and energy business. And then he went back to UMBC and got an assistant job, took over Longwood about four years ago. I mean, and took a huge pay cut, as you can imagine, just chasing, chasing his passion. He was a lawyer as well. And now he's got Longwood for the first time in the tournament as they, of course, beat up on Winthrop yesterday, 
Did that go over? Did Thomas hit on that one? I wasn't sure what the number was. I know you liked the over in that game. It did. We've got our total off the board. I'll look and see what it was officially posted. I thought it did hit the over. It He's been hot with his overs. He's been not as hot with his unders. So every time he, he posts, he gives out an over. We generally do pretty well with that. But that team, look, that team's in. And then you've got two more today, as I mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. Now, as far as in action, other tournaments, conference tournaments. You get the biggies going, come mostly on Wednesdays, but you've got the Colonial in the third round today, Horizon in the third round today, Summit in round two, and then I mentioned the WCC in round four with San Francisco Gonzaga and then Santa Clara St. Mary's. So those are essentially your top four in the WCC playing in Las Vegas today. You know, and then I went through today, Patrick, when I was preparing for the show, I went through and obviously ESPN, which invented bracketology with our man Joe Lenardi from St. Joe's uh, University here in Philadelphia. I, I was stunned. I was stunned that he has Wisconsin as a number two seed in the West. Is that even how is that possible? Well, that because that they, was the story yesterday with Wisconsin getting beat at home by Nebraska and they split the Big 10 with Illinois, which is fascinating, isn't it? Right, it is. And so but I mean, even and, and I looked at the date on this on on this column and it was written today at at, at last night at 12 o'clock. Like how is I, I mean, someone has to explain to me how Wisconsin is qualifies as a number two seed. And Ken Pomeroy has them as the 30th best team in the country. Yeah, the, yesterday, and it just shows you why these coaches will go to such great lengths to recruit a player because Johnny Davis, their leading scorer, their best player, he went down early in the second half and they crumbled. They cr And it reminded yeah. me, I watched them earlier this year without Johnny Davis against Providence and they got blown out at home, Wisconsin. So it just goes to show you exactly how much. Right. Now, we'll have to monitor his injury. He got banged up yesterday in the game. But to your point, that team right now is 7-1 to one to win the Big Ten. I think they're fourth betting favorite within the conference to win the Big Ten tourney. So I don't have them as a two seed uh, to get to your original yeah. point. Yeah, it, it just, to me, it, it kind of struck me as this doesn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, obviously uh, – they're, you know, they obviously took, but Nebraska, I mean, to lose at home to Nebraska, even without your best player, you should have enough to carry over, right? You should have enough Absolutely. to be able to, to, to beat a team that, that is, you know, had 10, had nine wins going into the game, the worst offense in the big 10, the worst defense in the big 10, and you can't close it out. I mean, that seems to me a, a little bit like what, how good are you? And we know the, the big Ten's a good conference, but uh, to me, that's a that's a huge scar on Wisconsin. I don't know how you can make them a number two seed. I told it. Listen, Nebraska finished at the bottom along with, you know, tied at the bottom of the conference with Minnesota with four wins, four and 16. Nebraska finishes the year with just 10 wins. Now, it's interesting. They have won three straight. They won at Ohio State, as you mentioned on the show yesterday, and then they go and they must win for, I mean, there's such a difference and as far as in conference winning your league and splitting the league with Illinois. I mean, that is such a huge, I mean, they were 12 and a half yeah. point favorites yesterday. Think about that. Now, again, I understand Johnny Davis didn't play for most of the second half, but Michael's point is well taken. That's a more talented team at Wisconsin. And if you're going to make a run, uh, that's, it doesn't bode well to lose Nebraska at home when you got to win it. Right. And so the reason I was looking at the, the where they have the pairings is Texas Tech's the third seed in the West. 
Arkansas would be the fourth seed in the West, and UConn's a fifth seed. I mean, there's some good teams there. LSU's a sixth seed. You know, they've got Michigan and is an 11th seed in the West. Well, I mean, those are really some good teams, and I, if you put a couple of them, I mean, if you put Texas Tech as the two seed, I wouldn't probably be having, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It just struck me as kind of somewhat weird. Is, are we going to see a Big Ten influence in this seeding? The Big Ten is, is fascinating, too, because those that have followed the league know that we get to this point of the year and there's a lot of Big Ten love and then they get into the tournament and they don't it does, they don't show out. So uh, I Wisconsin's not a two seed in my estimation. And that loss yesterday kills them just quickly to set you up, Michael. You got the Pac-12 in Vegas starting up on Wednesday. You've got the Big East at the Garden. And I was thinking actually driving in. This is the first Big East at the Garden in like three or four years, because two years ago it was canceled due to COVID. Last year they played the Big East Tournament at the Garden, which is a great spectacle, but there was no fans in the stands. So this year yeah. we kind of get the feel of the Big East. And, of course, Villanova, your favorite there, uh, UConn, and then Providence 5-1. to one. Um, And then ACC is going to be played at Barclay Center there in Brooklyn. Big Ten's in Indianapolis, and the SEC is going to be played down in Tampa. So these are neutral courts. Remember, that alters the scoring because you're discombobulated with the new sight lines in these new gyms. So, no doubt. Something uh, and, to take and note of. And you, I, I thought it would have been more of – in fact, when I was talking to the Georgia coaches the other day, I, I, you know, they're going to Tampa – uh, and I was like, and he said, no, we stopped doing that. It used to be in Nashville, the, the Southeast Conference Tournament. Now it's in, now this weekend it's in Tampa. So you're right, it's going to take some getting used to, and it's going to take some time for the players, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of time to get on the court and take a good look at it. Just quickly, Michael, I'll just set up the semis today here in Vegas at the Orleans uh, down the road over here. San Francisco four seed in their conference taking on Gonzaga. What's interesting about Gonzaga, who's obviously going to be the number one overall seed, they're coming off a loss, and that loss was to St. Mary's on February 26th. It's now March yeah. 7th. So remember, St. Mary's playing today against Santa Clara. Santa Clara needs to keep winning to get into the dance. But these two teams, Gonzaga and, and, and St. Mary's, haven't played since February 26th. That's a, that's a layoff for these college kids. Right, and if Gonzaga loses today, they're not still going to be the number one overall seed. Yes. They're going to be the number one. I mean, what is their advantage? Obviously, to, to stay in shape and be good and uh, – and, and keep their timing and all that going. But how far do they go? How far do they exert themselves to win this conference tournament? To me, is an interesting situation, you know, how they want to handle this as a coaching staff. You know, because you could use this time off. You can go back home to Gonzaga. You can work out. You get your lip. You know you're going to be in the West. You know, you're probably going to be playing in Portland, so you don't have a – you know, the longer you stay on the road in something that's meaningless, is this really helping our team out? I think that's a fair question that Mark Few's got to answer. I think it's fair, too, because I was bolting their guard. I was reading some quotes from the Gonzaga players today. They felt like they were, quote, out-toughed against, against St. Mary's. If you give them, what now, more than 10 days off to come back and prove that's not the t – you know, San Francisco doesn't like to see them coming off a loss, I guess is what I'm trying to tell right. you. And, by the way, San Francisco's in the dance because they beat BYU by 12 in the quarters. So that was the win that San Francisco – the Dons needed to get in the dance – and you've got Gonzaga opening 12. To your point, the market believes Michael Gonzaga is going to give full effort because it's up to 15. Remember, these two teams played twice this year, San Francisco and Gonzaga, and Gonzaga won by 16 in both. Uh, so that's, you know, it's funny. It's been bet up to 15, and those two uh, victories earlier this year by Gonzaga decided by 16 points.
Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think I think obviously the betting market knows that Gonzaga is going to go. I, I don't suspect they're not going to go. I mean, to me, if I were a few, I'd having so much time off can be a hindrance to your team and to get them back out there, especially since they lost. I mean, you got to get them back. Winning is a habit, just much like losing is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's interesting with San Francisco because that's another team that had they lost to BYU would still be on that bubble. I think they're squarely in with the win in the quarters. By the way, 63 points and 71 possessions for BYU. The conference defends. Now, the conference at WCC, as you've talked about extensively, it's very top-heavy. Four good teams this year, and then it falls apart. Uh, But some of these defensive metrics, including St. Mary's, are off the charts in this conference, which plays in the semis today. Okay, that gets us set up for a little college hoops action today. We'll get into some of the conferences, the conference tournaments, and some of the odds when we come back. Also, plenty of NFL and NBA to get to here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app at MGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Lombardi line on a Monday as we get the conference tournaments underway as we head to Selection Sunday coming up this Sunday. We did check. Uh, TG missed the over. So this is this will be the last time we speak of it when he joins us coming up in about 10 yeah. minutes. We'll keep it I, on. I didn't want to embarrass. I, I thought it just, I thought it was going to hit. You know, it's like that Ohio State Michigan. I think if you got it at what, what it was 144 and it was started to go down to 141, everybody was playing the under in that game and it came in at 144. And good thing you brought that up because Michigan obviously needed that win. They're still kind of sitting there on the bubble, but that win at Ohio State was huge. Ohio State struggling. Lost at home to Nebraska, lost at home to Michigan. So this is interesting. Why don't we 
stick with that. And I'll just set up the numbers for, we don't have the Big Ten, Michael, but we do have, let's start with the ACC and set up the conference yeah. tournament numbers here. Just, uh, I'm going to have you take a look at the list and tell me if there's a team in particular that jumps out at you. So, of course, Duke is going to be your favorite uh, at minus 130. Remember, this is going to be played in Brooklyn at Barclay Center. It's a beautiful venue. Notre Dame 7-1, to Virginia Tech. Bubble, 9-1, to North Carolina. I think they're in with the win at Duke, 10-1, to and you see as it goes on and on there. Anything jump out to you? You know, I talk – well, I mean, Miami jumps out to me because Miami is so good offensively. Their execution offensively, uh, you know, they've had some really good wins as a team. Uh, they're not the best defensive team in the conference. They're, they're, I think they're like fifth or sixth. But, you know, they've had a couple of those that have lost to Virginia and Virginia Tech get down. But they've had some good wins during their time. And, and I think that ultimately they feel like they're going to get in the conference. They think they're already in it. They think they're going to get there. So at 14-1, to 1, I could see them, because of their offensive skill set and their ability to put the ball in the basket and shoot with such a high percentage, I think certainly they look like somebody at the number you might want to think about playing. I mean, only Duke, only Duke is better than they are. This team shoots 37% from the three-point line. Yeah, and we talked to – Duke was completely overwhelmed. They gave up 55 second-half points to North Carolina. You know what I think happened with Duke? They've got a bunch of young players, as we know. I think the pomp and circumstance on Saturday killed. I think yeah. they just absolutely folded. Everybody, the team looked off. They couldn't defend, and that really yeah. comes down to focus. Shashevsky, uh, yeah, obviously, I, I, we I talked think about they was odd. This Yeah, I think they thought the situation was going to win the game, not their play. You know, it's Coach K's last game. They're going to just let us win this game. When, you know, obviously, as we saw by the lack of handshake, there's a lot of animosity between the two schools. I mean, they've been competing for so long against one another, even if a coach is leaving. I mean, Roy Williams left. I'm sure Duke wasn't exactly putting tears in their eyes when he left. So, you know, it's the same thing over at North Carolina. They're not, you know, they're not going to honor a guy that has won six national championships in place of the six that they feel like they should have won. Totally agree. And yeah, Miami should be in Miami. You could either say they have work to do or should be in. That was a huge come from behind win against Syracuse. Um, no, Wake Forest should be in North Carolina. have got in for sure. Virginia Tech bubble. You know, that's, that's that conference, which usually gets about seven and a half teams in the tournament. It's been a down year for the ACC. Mike Bray's done a hell yeah. of a job at Notre Dame as he continue. He, he really he consistently has. Consistently I mean, does. You know, look, he, his team is the best three-point shooting team and one of the best in the country at 39.6%. I mean, that's where they get – and for the first time, I think, in a while, Bray's team has been really good defensively. I mean, their, their, their defense efficiency is the second best in the conference, and they're really good at defending the E-field goal percentage. They're third overall in the conference. You know, they don't play above the rim. They don't get very many blocks, but they're effective. And what they can do is when they're going and they're shooting the ball really well, they're good. And, and one of the things that shows up how good they are shooting the basketball, Patrick, is they're one of the worst teams in offensive rebounding. I mean, they, 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 if they don't miss it, you know, they, they're not getting it. If they miss it, they're not getting it. Yeah. No, Brace, you, you just nailed it. Brace teams can usually stroke it from outside better defensively. You know, it's fascinating. They were one of the – on many lists, they were last four in going into that win on Sunday against – or, excuse me, Saturday against Pitt, which is wild because they're your second betting favorite in the ACC tournament this is not a normal ACC year, I guess is the way I'm putting right. it. Because, I mean, you, your second betting favorite is still in a dubious position. That generally doesn't happen in the ACC. 
Yeah, and their pace, the way they play. I mean, look, they have to be somebody if they're hot and they're they're shooting at that at that pace that they are at almost 40% from the three-point line and they shoot well from the from to, for, in terms of their e-field goal percentage and their pace is their pace is really good. I mean, they're 12th they're they're not in a in a hurry to get points. I mean, they're going to slow the game down. The 40-minute game is going to become a 32-minute game when you play Notre Dame. You know, it's a little bit like playing Virginia. They want to play to the pace. And and when you can do that and you're shooting well, it's a pretty good combination come tournament time. Yeah, 100%. Now let's get to your conference with your boy and the must bus. Let's go to the SEC. The I'll must give, bus. I'm on it. I'll give you the locks, your boy. Uh, Auburn's yeah. a lock, Kentucky's a lock, Tennessee's a lock, Bama's a lock. Although Bama, you don't like the vibe around that team right now, especially Wednesday. Last yeah. Wednesday, A&M, I happened to be watching and – Oates' team was struggling. LSU in, Arkansas in. So, work to do. Florida, the loss at home to Kentucky this weekend didn't help them. They're going to have to win a game here. You see the odds. Kentucky, your favorite. Auburn, who won the league outright, plus 260. Tennessee's plus 325. Arkansas, plus 750. Uh, A&M, some work to do, but A&M's really started to play well. This is a brutal conference. It is so competitive. You know, but Buzz has done a great job. They lost eight straight. And it looked like it was going to be bad at, at, at College Station. And they've gone through an awful lot through the, through the past year, coaching, changes, a lot of, a lot of uh, players transferring. And they rallied back after that eight-game eight loss. And to win as, as, as clearly, win the way they won uh, in Alabama, the way they, they won that game from the start to the end, I mean, they were really good. Now they get a Florida team, which is really weak. You know, and Florida is on the ropes. I mean, they are on the ropes, and there's a lot of conversation that White might not be back at Florida, that, that he could go back with his friend, the athletic director at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times that Southeast Conference coaches seem to change from one job to the next. I don't know if that's just rumor and speculation, but I think it plays into us as a betting network and a bet and betting on, on Florida that there is some internal strife going on within that program. I think Florida views themselves as a powerhouse in basketball, and they haven't been that. And the last time, the, the Florida game, when uh, A&M was on that eight-game losing streak, that was the game that broke, broke them out of the yeah. losing streak. Yeah, you're they right. They came back. They beat Florida by a point, and it kind of got them going. They lost to Vanderbilt the next night, uh, the next week, and since then they've beaten Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, and Mississippi State. Now, not the elite of the Southeast Conference, but, you know, they beat, they, they beat Arkansas earlier in the year, 86-81. You know, they beat Arkansas. So they, they, they've had some moments where they've played well. They've got 20 wins. It's kind of a weird-looking 20-win team, but they've got them. In, in that conference, that's impressive. I think it was right around mid, excuse me, late January to mid-February. You're right. A&M go 0-8. And then I, they came down the stretch and won five of six to close out the year. That's a hell of a job by the coach. You know, I don't know what happened during that 0-8 span, but to come back and close winning five of six in conference, in league play for A&M, that's, that's hell of an impressive feat, especially go to Bama. You know, they you had a it. hell of a game. You know, they play Missouri, they win. They come back and they play Kentucky in the mid-January, and they're right in that game, and they lose it down the stretch. Then they lose to Arkansas in, in Bud Walton in overtime. They had that game won. They lost it. And that kind of started. Then they lose by six to LSU. They have a bad loss against South Carolina at home. And then, you know, they go to Tennessee, which is a tough place to play. Then they lose to Missouri and, and LSU both at home. And then they lose to Auburn. And then they kind of came out of it. So, 
it, it, it will be. But remember, this A&M team, they beat Notre Dame back in November. Now, it was early, and those, those games kind of they don't count as much, but they beat them back there 73-67. They're capable, and the way they're playing right now, this is going to be a hard game for Florida. Totally agree. We'll save some of the other conferences. We've got Thomas coming up. Just did, Have you gotten a feel from Eric Musselman though in Arkansas? I don't want to divulge any uh, conversations. I haven't talked to him this to week yet. I haven't, but I, I think they feel pretty good about. I mean, look, they they rallied back against a, a really good Tennessee team and with their two best players sitting on the bench with foul trouble. So I'm sure they'll be confident. Look, they lead with their defense. Their defense and no taste. Not the most perfect point guard. You know, so they're kind of doing this without the great, but Note's a really good. Note he always makes this. the big shot, man. Note always. It's unbelievable. Makes the this shot kid wasn't recruited. Him. He went to university. He went to Jacksonville University, and then next thing you know, he's, you know, he's a really good player. Yeah, he had a big bucket on Saturday. As I was watching, he just always seems to step up when they need him. Um, it must have been done a hell of a job. That team defends. They get offensive boards. Uh, they, they can make a run. So look forward to it. Okay, we continue. Thomas Gable, our lips are sealed as far as the Des Moines special. He's well above 500, which is the key. He's going to join us next. We'll get a feel from the Borgata coming up next here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's Vista and the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24/7 streaming, daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data and strategy for $19. It's only 19 bucks. This is a great deal. Whether you're filling out your bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to vSIN through April 5th for only $19. Visit vSIN.com slash madness. That's vSIN.com slash madness. Okay, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. Hope you had a nice weekend. Get set for a lot of college hoops, which is exciting. We welcome in the race and sportsbook director there at the Borgata, Thomas Gable, who I'm sure had a long weekend because he had that fight into late Saturday night. How you feeling, Thomas? Welcome to the show. Doing well, guys, and certainly a big week here. This is um, this week. I think coming up is probably from a better standpoint, uh, maybe even better than the first four days of the tournament, just because you have so many more games happening uh, once these conference tournaments uh, really get underway. So it's just a tremendous week of action that we're going to have uh, coming up. And then, of course, uh, the big one gets underway in a little bit over about, about a week and a half. What, what conference, Thomas? I mean, I know we are in the Big East territory here in, in, in New Jersey, but what conference draws the most betting interest in your book? Uh, the, the Big East certainly uh, does. Um, I mean, all the major conferences do. The, the Big Ten, the SEC this year, just because I think it's um, uh, going to be extremely competitive, uh, along with the Big 12 uh, being competitive this year. The ACC, with it being sort of a down year, I'm interested to see what we kind of get for, for that tournament. But uh, the Big East certainly leads the way there just because you have the 
the you know the Philadelphia connection there, and uh, as well as the New York connection, uh, and then obviously surrounding states as well. In the Big East, Michael and I were discussing this. We haven't seen the tournament, proper tournament, at the Garden in a while, right, Thomas? So this is exciting this year. And the ACC being in Brooklyn, like when I used to live in New York City, the the Big East tournament would take over Manhattan. And it was just such a yeah. cool vibe because it was just games from day to night. And, you know, you could go scalp tickets, Michael, and get into the Garden. I, there is nothing yeah. better. The Big East has changed, but still, it, it, basketball matters in that region. Oh, no it doubt. absolutely does. Um, you know, I'll give you um, a little, I guess uh, we'll say, peek behind the curtain here, and we'll go to um, to January for this year because that the numbers are are out there for have already been released in in Jersey for January. So in January you had, um, you know, obviously the NFL with the playoffs going on. You had some college football with the bowl games and the national championship finishing up. And then um, you had, uh, obviously, NBA, NHL, and college basketball. Now, we always talk about how big college basketball is in, in this part of the country. So just, Patrick, Michael, I'll give you a guess. Out of the total handle we did in January, what percentage do you think college basketball made up with all those the other sports going on in January? I, I'm going to guess, Patrick, 40%. That's a good guess. It's going to be higher than we think because it's such a basketball fervent. 40% is a good guess. I'm going to jump on with Michael there. What do you got, Thomas? We're at like 46%. That's incredible. Of the total handle in that's January insane. with college basketball. That's, no, that's nowhere else in the country. Nowhere else in the country. Yeah. Nowhere else in the country would it be close to that. I mean, yeah, we talked to the, we so, talked we talked to our buddy uh, uh, Carl Johnson down at the uh, Beau Rivage, and he said, you know, this week it started to pick up, but you know, it, it's just that is wow, <laughs> that's an amazing, close to fifty percent, Thomas. That's incredible. Yeah, and that's it, with the it big really boy. Is. That's and with so, football in it. That's with football in it. You know, when you get football yeah. in it, you know, usually you're going to take a little back seat, but but that's for college basketball, the games, and and I think there is a little bit of a. I think there's a perception, whether I'm right or wrong, that there is an analytical way to maybe beat the book in college basketball. If you talk to any professional better and, and one guy that does a lot of college basketball there at, at Thomas's shop, you know, he likes college basketball. He thinks there's a, a better chance there than there is in the NFL, which the books are too, too strong on and setting the number. Yeah. It, what did you take from the final Saturday and Sunday of the regular season? Was there a team – that changed your perception? Did anything flip for you, Thomas? Because Thomas, for those that don't know, is obviously he's a savant when it comes to college hoops. Anything changed for you? Not too much changed. Uh, I think, you know, obviously a few teams, uh, I, I think maybe solidified a spot. Michigan yesterday, uh, very, very big win for them. I think that solidified them into the tournament. Uh, but not not so much that really changed too much. Um you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how some of these uh, teams doing their conference tournaments, who needs wins, who really doesn't. Uh, you know, this one game tonight here with, with San Francisco and Gonzaga, you know, San Francisco, you know, beating BYU like they did on Saturday, I think they're in, they're in. at this point. Yep. And, yeah, it's um, so it's an interesting handicap on this game tonight 
uh, because you know they they're dealing with some injuries and you know they may be looking to rest some guys, knowing that they have a bid already. So I think this number here with uh, with the Zags laying fourteen and a half that might be a little high, but I think when you actually dig into this game, uh, and especially with you know Gonzaga has not played since that loss to St. Mary's on February 26th. Um, I, I think it's a little high with good reason because they're going to come out. I think they're going to come out hot. And, you know, Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren, they've been outstanding in their two previous games against the Dons this year. They've um, shot 32 for 56 combined in those two outings. And, you know, San Francisco doesn't have much to play for. Now you can say that you can make the same argument for Gonzaga as well, but, you know, Listen, they, they win the WCC tournament. They have the number one overall seed locked up for sure. Um, I don't know. I'll put this out to you guys. Do you feel like they have the number one overall seed locked up already? I, do. It's the semis of the t- I think it's the, semis, it's the semis of the conference tournament. I think Gonzaga has been so far, and away, so far and away as far as net and any ranking you want to look at. I think they end up one. Thomas, that's just my guess. Uh, that's something Michael asked earlier as well. I think they're still one. Michael, you want to take a stab at it? No, I think they're definitely one. I mean, I, I think they're they're in it. I, I was Pat uh, Thomas. I was asking at the beginning of the show. I mean, ESPN has Wisconsin as the number two seed in the <laughs> West. I, I didn't see that one. To me, I don't think Wisconsin's a two seed. Uh, even though, you know, they lose at home. I know their best player, Davis, missed, but I didn't see that. I thought there are other better two seeds, but so far that's where they have them. I know there's a Big Ten influence in the committee selection process, but I don't think there's any doubt Gonzaga's the number one seed overall. Johnny Davis missing yesterday. He he got hurt early in the second. Did you see that team folded? And we saw it, Thomas, when they got beat by Providence early this year without Davis. Like, he means everything to that Wisconsin yep. team. I agree with Michael. I can't see them as a two seed. Um, you know, them, Ohio no, State, I'm it, underwhelmed by some of these Big Ten teams, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think, Patrick, that's an understatement in terms of uh, – this team without Johnny Davis, I mean, he he really does mean everything to them. This is a middle-of-the-road team without him. And, um, you know, you you see the difference when he's on the floor. And, I, Michael, I agree with you. I don't necessarily see Wisconsin as a two-seed. Uh, I don't think they should be that high. But um, it'll be interesting to see where they end up. Before so, we get into your yeah, other games, what, real quick, were you impressed with Memphis? I know you like Houston. Were you impressed with Memphis mm-hmm. yesterday? Have they changed your mind? I, I, I certainly was impressed with Memphis. And, listen, Memphis uh, has been impressive uh, lately. They mm-hmm. they have gone on this run here where uh, I think they have, they've won 10 of their last 11. Um, they're just playing at a really high level. And, you know, Memphis is a very, very good team. They're going to be dangerous. And, uh, you know, they've beaten Houston now twice uh, this season. And, uh, you know, yesterday they Houston never really had a chance at all in that game. That was all Memphis, all game. They be, I think they beat Alabama earlier this year. They To me, Memphis is in. You mentioned they won 9 of 10 coming down the stretch. Um, and Houston had already wrapped up the American. So yeah. the, the motivation wasn't uh, – I don't know. His teams are always motivated, but – I don't know. Hey, quickly, uh, Santa Clara St. Mary's here in Vegas. What do you got here? Santa Clara's got to win the WCC to get in. They've been great all year. And St. Mary's maybe the best defensive team in the country. What do you got on this number? Yeah, St. Mary's laying four and a half. And St. Mary's is a team that's 
kind of this analytical darling uh, this year, and certainly pretty high up there in you know in terms of the rankings and the ratings. So. Uh, it's going to be a tough task for for Santa Clara tonight. You know, St. Mary's doesn't have a superstar. They've got four guys that score in doubles, but to your point, they do everything exquisitely well. So it's a weird team once the tournament comes and they step up in competition. Thomas, enjoy it. It's going to be a busy week. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thomas Gable, director of the Racing Sportsbook. Will Hill joins us next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Look, you, you can bet on more than just the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. If you're new to BetMGM, sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonuses. Use that code VSEN1000, VSI1000, and you're going to also earn rewards Bet MGM, whether it's the hotel, the casinos, online bonuses, uh, one game parlay. Get it going today. Eligibility restrictions do apply. If you have an issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER, and you do have to be 21 years or older. Okay, Michael Lombardi in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. We welcome in our buddy, uh, Will Hill, who hit with a Scotty Barnes over three, what, two and a half times, three and a half times, something like that. Here's what people have to understand nationally. There's a bigger menu when you go offshore than there is in town. So Will and I were texting a little, like, Will and I were texting. I had Scott, I had Barnes over points and rebounds, which was offered at a book here in Vegas. But Will got over just assists. That wasn't offered in Vegas. So my assumption is you were going offshore, my friend. Welcome. It's always important to shop around, you know, be nimble, uh, like an hour and a half or so before the game, it was announced that I think, you know, Van Vliet was out, Malachi Flynn was out. So Barnes was going to play point guard. And look, the one thing about Vegas, they have, you know, the, the 11 to 10 advantage. They have a lot of uh, edges in terms of being a bookmaker, but they got to make lines for everything. It's, it's hard to update everything. It's hard to be on top. So if you're nimble as a better, you can find some good ones. So I texted you. I texted Bill Berman. I was, I was playing Santa Claus. I was letting everyone know uh, over three and a half assists was a good way to go. <laughs> and by the way, he's a stud. 
I, oh, I watched. All, he is just so. He, he's, he's good. He's got so much size that if he is running yeah. the point, he's a matchup nightmare because you can use him in different ways. I enjoyed. He, he was very good. I enjoyed. This, like this might have been the. Yeah. This might have been the best thing that happened to the Toronto. I mean, the fact that he can go slake and slide him over and the versatility with the player. Yeah. But you know, you're right, Will. I mean, Nimble. I know Bill couldn't get it on. Uh, he didn't. He couldn't find it on an app here. So I, a lot of it depends on where you're going and how you handle it. And you're right, information is king. And if you get good information like that, like you had, you can you can make some money. Plus, it was his birthday, so I didn't want to put him out on his birthday. And well, every day boy, that Toronto birthday. team. We don't, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That Toronto team needs to find some shooting. I like watching them play. Nurse is a good coach, but man, they were throwing up some bricks last night. I mean, they're all just athletic. Their wings. They have a hard time shooting the ball, though. They can't shoot, but they do have size. You mentioned the athleticism. They're going to be very good for years to come. And yeah. Nurse is a great coach. Um, before we move on to some of your bets, let's the three of us recap a little bit yesterday in, in oh. professional basketball as well. Oh. Uh, we, okay, you're gro- you're groaning. Give me oh. give me the groan. Oh. Well, I thought it was bad with Nets early on. I got them plus five, got a nice number. They're up one with like 245 left. Usually that's a pretty good scenario. Uh, game gets away from them. They lose by, I think it was six. And then Durant's out of bounds yep. at the end when you couldn't even get a back door. All right. Not the worst thing you'll ever see. But then uh, the 330 Eastern tip, the Suns lead the whole game. Uh-huh. I got it at nine and a half. Another good number. Another great number. Yeah, get the best of the number. They are up uh, one or two with like another two forty-five, three minutes to go. A twelve-one run by the Bucks. A garbage time three by Middleton. Yes. Booker can't uh, make a backdoor shot, and that's one boy. If you went big on that one, he had the Suns. He's just. One, one by takes ten. A while to get over that. Yeah, oh, they won by ten. The and also by they the sure way, did. in the first one, it was fascinating with the Nets at the Celtics. Ended up most got six, a push, but some six and a half out there. So you had the Nets, you covered, but that was um, Tatum. That, that, that's a perfect example of you handicap the game right, you just don't win. I mean, that's why if we can get yeah. the 60%, 57%, you're doing good because there's certain situations that, you know, like that what, what in the uh, Arkansas-Kentucky game when that kid hit that three-pointer at the end, you know, there, there you go. You got that one, and all of a sudden you cover. But some people, don't, you know, I, I think you have to focus on the handicap. It's certainly the scoreboard affects your wallet, but it doesn't affect how you go about the process. Yeah, no, I think – I didn't realize it closed it. Sorry, I didn't realize it closed at six. I got it at five. We did the show yesterday. It was four and a half. I didn't oh, realize six. it went back to six, six and a half. Yeah. So there was uh, there was steam on the Celtics. I don't, I'm not sure why, yeah. but – and, uh, and Tatum has been – we talked about him a little bit yesterday. He has just gone – you know what you notice differently with the Celtics is they just move the ball so much better now where yeah, it used to do. just get stuck in it, it, Tatum or, or, or Jalen Brown's I loved, hands. I love the reaction by everybody after the game now that everybody's on the Celtic bandwagon. That number is going to get affected. We had good numbers here, but now everybody sees that Boston's a really good team. I think that they showed that the other day. 54 points for Tatum, 34 in the second half. Incredible. Hey, the, the league is about three and D wings. They got two really good ones. It never made sense why they're this 500 team, you know, first round fodder. I, they should be better. Brown's really good. Tatum's really good. They should be pretty good. There it is, Michael. Eight and a half to come out of the East. I think it was closer to 12 when we sat here it last was. week. So that number yeah. continues. You're right. It's going to keep going. It's 850 now. It was, oh, it was 12. It was. I mean, it's going to look. They play defense. You know, and and like Will said, they've got wings and they can and they can and they shoot. They may have a bad shooting night, but in a seven game series, you know, where they got you got to beat them four times. They're not going to shoot bad four nights in a row. 
The Celtics they will not budge on the Nets too. Nets plus three twenty. My goodness, they lose every single day, and the, the number doesn't move. Plus three twenty still. Yep. No, thank you. The Celtics, by the way, have won twenty one of twenty seven games. So they've yeah. been hot. They've been hot as all. Me, meanwhile, the Nets number stays the same, even though they beat them. The Nets yeah. number stays the same. It doesn't move. I got a book in town. The Nets, the favorite to come out of the East. They're going to be in the play-in. They're they're not going to play themselves out of the play-in. It doesn't look like it. Um, Okay, so why don't we start here? Let's give a couple of plays for today. We'll go. Someone's going to punch a ticket in the Southern Conference, and you're on this. Furman and Chattanooga. Chattanooga is sitting two and a half here, Will. What do you got? Yeah, I took Chattanooga on the money line. They're the best team in this conference. They have the best player in this conference in Malachi Smith. Uh, They swept Furman. They had an easy road. I mean, they made quick work of, I think it was Wofford yesterday. So they are not fatigued at all. Furman had a a kind of an all out war with, I think it was Samford. So to me, Chattanooga is the best team in this conference. Uh, They're more rested. They got the best player. Chattanooga should get it done and they'd be dangerous in the tournament. It's not a bad team, Chattanooga. You know, the thing I would say about Furman, Furman can put the ball in the basket now. I mean, Furman shoots 37% from three-point line. I mean, that that's one of those things where, you know, when you're in this single elimination tournament, it's always challenging uh, to, if you get a hot night, if Slauson starts firing and he starts making it to go along with Bothwell, I mean, you know, they can put the ball in the basket. And like I said, they shoot 37% from the three-point line. They get hot. They get going. The one thing, Chattanooga, you're right, Will, they defend the three. They're the best three-point defense team. They, they defended at a 30.4 clip. The Let's go to the Colonial. I think it's round four. One seed, Towson, and then Delaware. I'm going to set you up on the number here, Will, and you can run with it. Towson open five and a half. A little love for Delaware right now, down to Got to love the Blue Hens. Four, yeah, if the Blue Hens are getting a little love, four and a half, I got a number. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, I, I took five with Delaware. Delaware can really score. You know, they space you out. They score at the rim. They shoot, I think, 36% from three, 48% from the field. They make their free throw 75% from the line. Uh, Towson's possibly without a key player, but I think Thompson's his name, which could give them uh, some even more issues. And the dogs have played well in this tournament. The CAA, it's kind of a well-balanced uh, league. The dogs have played really well the last couple of days. So I'll take Delaware here. I think Delaware's live in the game. Delaware's an interesting team. They've got that young freshman that plays really well for them. I mean, he was he was I mean, that Drexel game, I watched a little bit of it yesterday. Drexel was was uh was playing and, and they had a close game and then this kid took it over, Nelson took it over, and the next thing you know, you know, they, they put him away. I think at Towson, I think football, because they've got a coach, I think he's been there for a while, and they and they they put a couple of pros in the league. So I don't generally think of basketball, but they've been great this year. Let's go to uh how about Summit? And we'll talk about Oral Roberts. This is uh, the third round of this conference tournament, North Dakota State. And it's essentially, well, it was a pick em. Now North Dakota State's laying a point, point and a half. Will, what do you got? I like Oral Roberts. You know, the issue with them is getting stops. But we saw this with them last year. I think it's an intensity issue. Uh, they struggled on defense last year. Remember, they got to the conference tournament. They won the whole thing. They won two games in the NCAAs as a 15 seed, almost beat Arkansas to get to the Elite Eight. Uh, Aismas is just a tremendous player. I think he's probably too small to be in the NBA, but uh, I, I think same issue this year, you know, struggle on defense, but we saw him yesterday play really good defense against Western Illinois, uh, a Western Illinois team that really carved him up in the regular season. And they shut him down pretty well last night, held him in the 60s, whereas in the regular season, uh, Western Illinois was in the 80s. I think they had 90 in one of those games. So uh, to me, it's about effort and intensity. I like Oral Roberts here, and Patrick Maher actually texted me before the show. He said, "I love Oral," so I think he's with. No, me. I did so not. I did. Sign. I wouldn't be very clear for my mother. 
I did not say that. <laughs> By the way, the debate that continues, Gonzaga, they don't need anything. Do you think there's still one seed if they get beat by San Francisco is also a tournament team beating by BYU by 12 locks them up in my estimation for the tournament. Gonzaga loses tonight. Are they the number one overall seed? I'll say no, but you're more sure on San Francisco than I am. The committee, they love to screw these small teams. They're, they're not a rating bonanza. Maybe they're on that first four in. You're more sure on San Francisco I, yeah. than I am. I think the dominant over BYU, I think the way that they beat them up helps. They deserve to be in. Yeah, I think, I think the Dons will get in, but maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little high on them. Okay, Will, great job. Podcast, New York City cast over at vcin.com slash podcast. Appreciate it. Good luck this week. See you guys. Thanks, Will. Okay. We continue. Got some NFL news around the corner as well. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.